Welcome to Bear Reviews, where we talk business. Welcome back, everybody. Howdy do, y'all. Howdy, howdy. I'm Sean. I'm Chris. And we're here on another to read or not to read. Oh, yeah. And today, we'll be talking about the seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. Very important. By Stephen R. Covey. And... Before we get started with our book review, we just want to, you know, talk about our blog a little bit. Yeah. We released on Wednesday, and so far, it's been great. It has been great. You know, we really wanted to uh, produce some value to you guys, not just by speaking to you, but also through the written word. Yeah. Not everyone can uh, listen to the podcast, or sometimes people don't learn through I'm hearing other people talk, and they would rather see it themselves, so I think it's definitely a better way to bring value to you all, right? Yeah, it's just definitely another avenue that uh, you guys can explore, see if you guys like it, and uh, I would say definitely check it out regardless, um, see if it's for you or not. Yeah, and we'll be going more in depth into a lot of topics on our blog. Um, we release once a week, usually on Wednesdays it's going to be. And I don't know. I'm just really excited about it. I am too. I, I, it's gonna be great, you know. All you guys are gonna be going there, being like, boom, shebang. <laughs> gonna be how it is. Exactly. So our blog is bearreviews.blog. Yeah. Real simple. All right. So uh, keep an eye out. Go check it out. And let us know what you uh, think about it. All right. So now back to the book, so The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and this book's really about, you know, your own perception, perceptions on how you see the world, and, you know, you, you have to be able to um, change your perceptions sometimes um, to, in order to change your situation or change yourself. It's all about getting better. Yes, yeah, it's a self-improvement book, um, and basically it's, the world is what you make it kind of the whole point of the book. Exactly. So pretty much, what habits do highly effective people have? Yeah. And Kofi really believes that the world is entirely based on your own perceptions like we are saying, and in studying over 200 years of literature about the concept of success, he identified a few important changes in the ways that humans have defined success over time. All right. So before, like the 1920s, people decided um, defined success as integrity, humility, courage. All right. And when you think about it, it makes sense. You yeah, know, like sense. a successful person would be nice or be very courageous and be able to like stand up in battle or whatever. Yeah. And they'd sacrifice themselves for others. Exactly. Mentality. And now past the 1920s he sees you know people are caring more about their public image um, your attitude your personality yeah. which also makes sense because nowadays success is all about like your public image a lot yeah when you think success you're thinking like celebrities and all that with good public images and your attitudes um, how you behave are all um, defining of yeah, success nowadays. I mean, there's there's a lot of habits that um, affected, highly effective people have, but uh, habit number one that we 
picked out was be proactive. So I mean, this is like, this is huge. You know, don't be reactive like after a situation. Say I'll change. Oh, I'll change it next time. Before anything happens, uh, you should realize the situation you're in and say, okay, I can fix this. I can do something before it becomes an issue. Exactly. Reactive people take a passive stance, basically, and they believe the world is what's happening to them. You know, there's nothing I can do, that's just the way it is. All this stuff is what reactive people are saying. To be proactive, you're taking charge of the script of the movie, alright? Yeah. And you're saying like, oh, alright, if I do this, it will change something here. And, you know, taking control of your life is the main thing here. You have to realize that your choices have an impact. Um, and you want to see what is the best impact or possible outcome that you can create. Exactly. You have a responsibility to go out and do this for yourself and be proactive. And you have the ability to go, you know, change your life yeah. in ways that a lot of people before us didn't. Yeah. You know, things have changed so much over the years and right now is the best time to you know get started and be proactive and do these things exactly I mean and that will help like your public image like we were talking about earlier it'll help like all these things if you're proactive um, they see that you're going out here and helping people um, I mean you kind of have control over your life you control over these decisions and it's, it's a good trait to have exactly and you can be you know, proactive and just the words that you use by putting out like positive energy. Um, you know, something to challenge yourself with this is instead of saying a situation like saying, oh, you made me so mad or something like that, you just say, all right, I control my own feelings. You know, yeah, I'm not gonna let exactly. that bother me and I'm gonna go do something, all right? It's about taking control. Exactly. So convert your reactive behaviors into proactive ones, basically. All right. Yeah. Habit number two is you gotta begin with the end in mind. Yeah. All right. You don't want to just jump right into something without understanding your the path you're gonna take, or and the consequences, everything. The destination. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is kind of goes along with being proactive and knowing what you have to do in order to get to your end goal. Exactly. And it's not always going to work out like you're planning for it too, but you must at least have a plan and this will help you be proactive yeah. and, you know, Go along get to the, the destination. Yeah. I mean, you'll have a, a very similar, if not the exact path, path if you have a goal in mind and then you set smaller goals to reach the big goal. Exactly. So a lot of people already set goals for themselves like, oh, I want a promotion this year or something like that. But we don't actually stop and think, like, what do I have to do to get this promotion? Yeah. All right. Like, what are some actual specific steps I can take to get this promotion? Like, an example of that would be like, yo, I'm going to work harder than everyone else. I'm going to do more than I'm asked. I'm going to finish this project. I'm going to raise my hand yeah. when, whenever someone asks me to do something. Yeah. You just got to be, I don't know, on top of your game pretty much and then you will get that promotion exactly and you know just because you're busy doesn't mean that you're gonna like make it to get that promotion yeah, yeah. just because you're busy does not do mean anything you have to be doing meaningful work 
that will translate to an actual promotion. Be efficient. Like you know, it's about getting that work done, being on that grind. And you know, you'll get into a little bit of a rhythm. If you're getting ahead of everything, you'll be like, what do I have to do next? You'll, you'll feel so good. Exactly. So, one, like, practice for this habit number two is visualize your own funeral. Alright? Yeah. Who's there? What are they saying about you? Um, what are they saying about how you lived your life? About the relationships that you have with these people? And what do you want them to say? Alright? Now, think about how this would change if you only had 30 more days to live. And start living by these priorities that you have 30 more days to live. Alright? Yeah. It's, kind of, it, it's not even morbid. I mean, thinking about this is just what legacy do you want to leave behind? Do you want to be known as a grandpa that was all grumpy? Or do you want to be known as like this man built this giant company and, you know, provided for his family for the next like 12 generations? Like there's yeah. so many different paths. Do you want to be the family man or the business man? Do you yeah. want to be a combination of them? Exactly. You got to think about these things and that will help you live your life the way that you actually want it to be lived. Exactly. All right, so break these roles down in your head, what you want to do, and define like what scares you. Yeah. All right, so like if you want to be a big business guy, CEO, you might not know that a lot of CEOs are actually scared of giving speeches. Yeah. A lot of CEOs are introverts. Um, but this is like something that you can work on. If you're scared of public speaking, but you still want to be that CEO, learn how to public speak. Get out of your comfort zone and do this stuff. Exactly. I mean, there's so many public speaking even courses you can take. Just like a community college, take public speaking 101, something like that. You know, it'll just help you get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, and actually putting in hours doing this in front of real people will really help when uh, you are forced to make these announcements and speeches exactly that's just one example too there's many other fears that people have yeah all right habit number three chris what is that put first things first boom exactly so in order to manage our daily life we have to put the first things first you know yeah, yeah. we have to prioritize our day to day activities actions based on what's important, not what is most urgent, all right? Yeah. So, we we already discussed like what our values are and what, we, what the end goal is, and now we have to maintain that discipline and that focus to do the most important things first before we do all this other daily stuff that just ends up being a distraction. Because if you, like we were saying, if you're just busy but you're not doing the important work, yeah. You're not going to get to your goal. I mean, this is so important for like managing your own life. Um, I mean, you could even push this to managing a company. If you have this kind of in your mission statement, um, it'll really speak about how your company is run. Exactly. Um, so like some important things that you want to put first would be like um, building relationships, recognizing and um, seizing new opportunities, planning. These are all big, important things. If you have a crisis that's important, those are all things that you want to take care of first before you're like, oh, I have a, I have to call this guy and do all this. 
other stuff and just all the time wasters. You don't want to do that. You want to do the important things first. And a lot of times, if you can get that first important thing done for your day, in the like right when you start, yeah, the rest of your day will go so much easier. You'll feel like you've accomplished much more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of activities that seem urgent but really aren't urgent. It's like just random interruptions, um, like phone calls, meetings, and popular activities, stuff like that. Exactly. Those might be urgent, but they're not important. Exactly. All right. A lot of meetings are just time wasters. So one way to do that is, you know, figure out, like, make a little chart. Yeah. Saying like, oh, this is important and it's also urgent, so those are what I should get done first, or these are important but not so urgent, so maybe I should get those done as well before I start doing all these time wasters. Exactly. All right. And figure out like, oh, what I'm, how much time am I doing, wasting on all these things that aren't really that important, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that kind of moves us on, along to habit number four. Think win-win. So there's a lot of like, like situations, like win-win basically means both people win in a, an agreement or something like that. They're mutually beneficial. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Kobe explains that there's six paradigms of the human interaction. Alright, so there's the win-win, where both people um, come away satisfied and have a beneficial solution from this. There's a win-lose, so I win but you lose. Yeah. Um, and when you do that, you put the people in the losing position in resentment towards you and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes you feel like more power hungry and stuff yeah. so yeah. you know what I mean yeah you, you kind of want to have a situation where you take and give evenly because if you're just taking 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 these people aren't going to like you anymore it's going to be a, a toxic relationship yeah. then there's the I lose you win where you're just giving in and trying to please or appease the other person yeah it's um, and this is usually people that are like seeking popularity or acceptance yeah like they'll they'll take a bad deal just to kind of go with the flow that's exactly then there's a lose-lose situation where both people lose uh, this is kind of yeah it's just not good yeah I mean I don't know who is stubborn enough to result in a lose-lose situation. I mean, right? there's so many situations where you could one person could pull out and they'd be better off, but they're just too stubborn to even realize it, I think. Yes. And then there's the win mentality. So, for this, you don't necessarily want someone else to lose, but all that matters is that you got what you want. Right? Yeah. You don't care about what the other person, if they uh, gain from it or lose from it. Alright? So, if you can't re reach an agreement that is mutually beneficial, a win-win, just no deal then. Yeah, no deal. Yeah. Alright? The best option that you have is to create this win-win situation. And I mean, with, like, there's so many ways you can, if you're, if you're trying to create like a contract or something like that, and people aren't happy, um, you find something where you'd be comfortable to go to 
just so they can feel more satisfied, but you're not giving in to where um, they're winning necessarily. You also want to have an in in this. I don't know how to describe it, but you wanna, you wanna, you don't want to lose, right? The big thing about win-wins is you're getting what you want. The other person's uh, benefiting from this as well. You know, maybe you have to compromise a little bit, but when you come away from this your relationship is still intact yes so you'll be able to do business with these people again later yeah exactly all right um so pretty much when you're interacting with people just always have this in the back of your head like all right i want this but maybe they want this so let's see if we can work this out all right and like there's relationships are one of the biggest parts of your life yeah all right, you have to be able to balance these relationships with your business deals or whatever else you're doing. All right, so consider this whenever you're interacting with people or trying to come up with an agreement or a solution to a problem. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. All right, so we're back with habit number five now. And this is to, you must seek first to understand, then to be understood. Yes. So basically, basically what this is saying is, you know, you can offer advice and suggest solutions with, for a person, but you actually have to deeply understand what they are telling you and understand their perspective through your listening. All right. Now, many times I've been told, like, you must first listen before you answer. You don't want to just be thinking about what you're going to say back because you won't be offering them as good of advice or solutions to what they're saying. You have to actually fully understand what they're saying first. Yeah, and understand it. And even if that takes a few seconds to process and create an answer afterwards, fully understand them before you can um, create an answer. Exactly. I mean, people just want to talk right away sometimes. Like, they just want to blurt out an answer as soon as the person you're speaking with is done um, talking. Yeah, sure. And, you know, this creates, like, a lack of understanding, really. I mean, there's there's no really better words for me to say here. Because you actually have to listen. I mean, I don't understand. So many people don't listen to what you're saying. And it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Alright. You spent years of your life learning how to read and write. Years learning how to speak. Yeah. But what about listening? That's what Stephen Covey asked here. I mean, this is a definitely a huge thing. I know growing up, um, you're always told, like, you're told this and that. And a lot of it just is gibberish. But what really sticks with you is the stuff that you truly listen to and take the time to understand. Exactly. And as you do this and practice this, because this is something you have to practice, you'll build this skill set of listening skills and you'll be able to really talk and understand people so much better. It's true. All right. And this will change your life, honestly. It really will. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so communication experts estimate that 10% of our communication is represented by words. 
30% is represent, represented by our sounds, and 60% is represented by our body language. This is huge. So this is also like, you're not just listening to what they're saying. You're, look, you're understanding what their body is telling you as well. Yeah. Right? It's mostly body. Because some, someone could be saying something like very negative, but if they're all like cheery and their body is just, yeah. I don't know. It, um, are they lying? You know, it's giving off a different message. But I mean, body language is, is huge. Someone's crossing their arms, like they're not really as open. Um, typically, they're either more shy or angry, stuff like that. Exactly. So there's a few like, um, you know, four ways to really respond to someone. So you evaluate what was being said. Do I agree, disagree, this and that? All right. And then you ask questions to kind of frame how this what they're saying and put yeah, it into yeah. like a big picture frame I kind of am saying like <laughs> you're trying to ask questions to get each piece of the puzzle yeah, yeah that makes all of the puzzle alright and then you know take take from your own experiences that you've had and give advice after you've done all this big listening alright yes this is a big thing especially when you're giving advice I mean go go back and think about what you've experienced in your life and say, hey, like I've gone through this kind of similar thing, like this is what I did from my perspective. And then that will kind of, they'll, they could tell you some more about the situation after that. Um, yeah, they might open up yeah. if you empathize with them. Exactly. All right, so really start listening to everyone, not just their words, Yeah. body language as well, all right? Habit number six, synergize. So, you know, by understanding and value, valuing the differences in people's, different people's perspectives, yeah. we have the opportunity to create synergy. We do. And this allows us to uncover new possibilities um, through everyone being open and creative. Yeah, it kind right. of, it allows people to be more uh, interconnected. Um, through um, different perspectives, it's like I, I, it's, I don't know how to describe. If you're if you're looking through one eye, like you just have like a flat image, but since you have two eyes, you can kind of form this 3D um, picture. So it's kind of amazing um, how different perspectives can add into a, uh, a team. And that's, exactly. that's what synergy is. So the synergy allows us to create these new alternatives and open so many more doors for everyone. All right, it allows us to, you know, have some group think happening and you're rewriting these scriptures basically and saying like, oh, now that we both understand and are putting our thoughts together in a thoughtful manner, yeah, we're creating these win-win situations and we're coming up with new opportunities that no one's even thought about before. Yeah, you're finding what you guys agree upon and then just adding that into the everyday lifestyle. And this is what's so great about the internet because we're able to find people with different backgrounds, cultures, yeah. thoughts yeah. from all over the world and we put them all together. And see what happens. And see what happens. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work out, sometimes it works out great and people form great relationships and are creating new opportunities. The biggest thing is being kind of respectful. Yeah, 
yeah, there's there's gonna be different um, different backgrounds, different beliefs on different things. But if you work to a compromise, that's a one step closer um, to a, like a win-win situation. Exactly. So it all comes down to cooperation. Like yeah. You're saying respect and compromise. Exactly. And the trust you have with people. Yeah. So by being respectful. And by compromising, your trust goes up, and your cooperation goes up, and you have this great synergy. Yeah, exactly. Alright. And it will allow you to value the differences in other people as a way to expand our perspectives. You know, like we always say over here, get big. Yeah. Alright. Get the biggest you can be. You gotta, by talking and creating these synergies, you're getting bigger. Alright? And this will make you a better person. Yeah, exactly. So habit number seven. Sharpen the saw. Exactly. So, like uh, we say. Uh, uh, get uh, big. Get big. Yeah. <laughs> so, sharpen the saw. Like, you're devoting your time to renewing yourself. Both physically, spiritually, uh, mentally, socially. Yeah. So, if you're not sharpening the saw, you're going to eventually... Like that light bulb will go out in your head, yeah, and you won't be able to compromise with people, or you know. Yeah. Have Have you ever noticed like if you're doing something for a really long time, such as like school, and then um, you have a break, kind of a time to like uh, just spread out, relax a little bit. Then you, not even just the relaxing moment helps your brain um, when you pick stuff back up. Um, and come back from it. Exactly. And there's some other stuff, like physically, like taking care of yourself, going to the gym, uh, maybe yoga, stretching. Eating well. Eating well. There's so many different things. Exactly. So, the biggest thing about sharpening the saw is, as people, we need to be physically in yeah. shape, you know, eating well, gym and stuff like that. Spiritually in shape, that helps with our mind. Yeah mentally in shape by lifelong learning you know reading um and socially in shape and this will round us off yeah. and we'll be able to understand you know every aspect of our life these are all big pillars in our life and by doing all these it will not even just help like you're not you're gonna be looking better first of all oh yeah by being physically in shape but You'll also feel better, like mentally, just yeah. by going to the gym. You'll find yourself um, where you probably thought you would never find. Like, it, it just by doing new things, uh, kind of decompressing, finding new things about yourself is really amazing. Exactly. So spiritually, you know, meditate for five minutes in the morning. Yeah. All right, go to the gym for half an hour, 15 minutes, it doesn't matter. You don't even have to just go outside and run for 10-15 minutes. Yeah. You're cool. Alright. Uh, meditate. You know, go into nature. It just feels nice to be outside. Dude, I love nature. I mean, you could even combine these things. So go run um, down, like on a hiking path or something like or that. Or a trail or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then you'll be into nature. That's two for one special right two there. For one. And then while you're going at it, just bring a book and... Uh, Take a little break half once you're uh, down the run and you 
you can uh, keep a journal of your thoughts, um, your experiences, ideas. Read a little bit. This will help you not only physically, but mentally as well. Yeah. And then for the social dimension of this or pillar, you have to immerse yourself with people sometimes. Sometimes you don't want to be with people. You got to pull back. But it helps to go out and meet new people, understand different perspectives, like we were saying with synergies. Yeah. And this will give you the mentality and success that you're searching for. Exactly. I mean, this is just beautiful. Some uh, some ways you can practice um, this habit is like writing, like as we said earlier, writing down some stuff um, in a journal. It'll keep you uh, keep you sharp, like this. Exactly. So choose, write down as a header each of the pillars that we said. You know, physical, mental, social, um, yeah, spiritual, right? Spiritual. And write all these pillars down and write like a goal for this week that you can do um, to fulfill each one of these pillars. And then make sure you check yourself and say, did I succeed? Did I fail? What can I do next time in order to succeed? Exactly. And I would really suggest if you can to try and fulfill these every day. Yeah. Not just at the end of the week. So make small goals for yourself every day to do one of these things or all of them and what I usually do is I think about it the night before and I'm like alright I want to go work out for a half hour tomorrow and I want to read 15 pages or read for 20 minutes or something like that Yeah. I write these goals down and then the next day while I'm doing it I check it off and I'm like alright I did this I'm freaking amazing now Alright, right? so, I mean, to read or not to read, so, basically, I, I would definitely give us a read, um, you know, these are these habits are so important, you know, especially this last one, sharpen the soul, it's beautiful, you know, uh, take care of yourself, uh, enrich yourself, and uh, you'll, you'll become more well-rounded. Exactly, and this is what our goals are, you know? Become a lifelong learner and become well-rounded. By doing these habits, you'll be more successful than everyone else. Yes. Unless you all do them, and then we'll be back even. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this this episode was fun. It's definitely a, a good one. I really enjoy this book, so if you haven't already, go read it. We'll have a link in the description for y'all. Yeah, we will. All right. Also, check out the blog, like we said earlier. Bearreviews.blog. Yes. We'll link that down in the description as well. Yep. Check us out. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. All All at Bear Reviews. All at Bear Reviews. Uh, We're most active on Instagram. Check us out there. Um, We'll be posting daily updates about our lives and the books and stuff. Yes. So, please tune in. And if you haven't already, leave a review. If you like this podcast, we love to hear from you. Yeah. Same thing with the blog. If you like the blog, or even if you don't, leave us a comment or something so we can improve and become more well-rounded. Yes. That's what life's all about, you know? You know, the name, the name Bear Reviews. We want to be fair with you. We want to be down to the very 
surface. We want to sharpen the saw, if you will, and we're trying to improve ourselves every single day. We're getting big. We're doing what we do, making these podcasts just for you. Oh my that god, range. that was a high cue. That was a high cue, it was. Actually, it was not. I don't know, it was, it was damn close, though. Alright. <laughs> Alright, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Bear Reviews. <laughs>